This episode of Americana Music Profiles is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's leading online therapy platform. The mission of BetterHelp is to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. An extensive study by the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute found BetterHelp to be as effective as face-to-face therapy. And now for a limited time, when you access BetterHelp, you will receive a 10% discount off of your first month. To activate this 10% discount, use my link at betterhelp.com slash Americana. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Born in Amsterdam, this Netherlands artist got his original start in music in the early 70s in the punk band scene. Throughout his career, he slowly made the switch to acoustic Americana music and released his first album in 2004. Eric joins me on Americana Music Profiles to talk about his third project, Song and Dance Man. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Hi there. Good to have you on. Um, you are you are in the Netherlands. I'm in the States and uh, love making these long, long distance connections. It's great to chat with you. Is that uh, home? Has that been home for you for a while? Uh, the Netherlands? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's always been my home. And uh, I was born in Amsterdam. And now I live on the German border. Uh, the Netherlands is not so big. Uh, so, yeah. yes. What's what's the music scene like um, for your genre? You're, at this point in your career, kind of in that, that folk singer-songwriter uh, style. What's the music scene like for artists like yourself? Uh, I think it's pretty much the same as uh, as everywhere. It's a niche. Mm-hmm. So it's for uh, aficionados and and people who can uh, relate to that kind of music. It's not uh, for the for the charts. It's not top forty music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, yeah, we, we're trying to make a living. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, but that's also uh, most enjoyable. We we do uh, concerts for. Uh, uh, small small venues and uh, people listening to music uh-huh. uh, and uh, that's not even very common anymore that people listen to music right. uh, when they're listening to live music yeah uh, some people have even called it a, a Dutch disease that they talk through the music hmm. um, yeah hmm. um, you, you mentioned uh, trying to make a living is this a full-time venture or has it been full-time uh i've i've always tried tried to do so but uh um most musicians in the in the netherlands probably do do some other job uh-huh. uh for a few hours yeah um 
Yeah, because uh, uh, gigs are also far and in between. Right, right. And sometimes you're really busy, and sometimes uh, there's there's nothing going on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. E- even more so since the pandemic. I mean, I, I know even here in the United States, yes, there, there were some artists that were able to carve out a um, a, a career where they were able to uh, earn earn enough money to call it a living without doing something else. But I think many of them had to step back and find odd jobs in order to to bridge true, the gap. True. Yeah. 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 That's that's when I, I uh, decided I had enough time again when the pandemic started and the lockdown uh, started uh, to uh, record the new album again. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot a lot of artists did that, which is. Uh, I guess if the, if you want to look for a silver lining, it's a lot of new music was created uh, during the last True. year and a half or two years. So, <laughs> so you yeah. started your music career a few years ago. Uh, I think I read uh, in the punk music scene. Is that right? That's right. In the late seventies in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, we've got a, a, a historic uh, venue in Amsterdam called the Paradiso. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I got to play and and open for some uh, big bigger bands coming out of uh, the UK, and uh, so my music sort of progressed from um, from from there into uh, more Americana country uh, storytelling kind of music. What led you to make the switch? There's a there's a bit of a genre change there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um but i think mainly the 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 attitude do it yourself attitude in in punk uh, i i found the same in uh, in in country sure. like going back to hank williams or or johnny cash and uh singing what you mean mm-hmm. uh mean to say and uh so it's that that kind of honesty um jokingly called three courts in the truth yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. i thought i thought there were similarities yeah and yeah. uh yeah and and of course uh, american music has always been uh around the house uh i used to listen to the radio uh all the time and uh, my mom and dad had uh, a record collection and uh they played uh, neil diamond uh, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, so I took that in as well. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, when did songwriting become appealing to you? When did that become part of your your music? Uh, straight away, as soon as I learned uh, th- the three chords. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was writing my own songs. Yeah, okay. And, Maybe that was uh, that was uh, with the punk movement uh, a, a big thing. You could do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> and and if I read again correctly, you um, uh, didn't start recording right away. Um, wh- no. What was that season like from making the transition from the punk music to the country folk music scene? What was that like for you as a musician? Was there a, a bit of a transition phase or was it a quick jump and then you just kind of dived in or, or was there a development? T- t- tell me a little bit about that, that transition phase. No, there was, yeah, there, there was a development because uh, uh, before that time it was me 
uh, being a frontman in in a band and playing electric guitar and uh, there's not much uh, conversation between yourselves and the audience um you just play your songs i think the most i i said this next song is called so and so uh-huh. and then you count to four and you start yeah okay yeah <laughs> and and then um we couldn't get a record deal uh, we got some uh, national uh, radio attention and even uh, in a, a television program on national tv but all the record companies were uh, uh, shutting their artists uh, down mm. and uh, it was hard for a new band to uh, to get a record deal and so i think for about two, two years i quit and sort of uh, tried to rethink uh, how I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then um, I found myself in another country and borrowing a, an acoustic guitar from somebody hmm. and and singing a song and uh, uh, writing lyrics about things that I experienced uh, while being abroad. Yeah. And, and suddenly I felt um, like a folk musician. Hmm. And I thought, this is also a way to make music. Just yeah. me and my guitar. Yeah. I don't need the whole band. Yeah. yeah. And people can listen to it and people can enjoy it even. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. And uh, it was an uh, eye opening moment. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. And so I think that's when I started to look more into American music than before. Right. Do you have particular artists that influenced you during that transition? Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, people like uh, like Johnny Cash, or uh, I heard about uh, Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, and uh, and those uh, those Texan songwriters, and um, I love it. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. So I got introduced more into the folk americana side of uh, of things and um but also closer to home uh, somebody pointed out uh, ian matthews to uh, me yeah sure and um he of course had a number one hit with his band uh, matthew sudden comfort in 1970 in the uk hmm. And that's Joni Mitchell's song, but he uh, had a hit record with it. Mm, And then he moved to uh, the States, and uh, he did uh, a couple of other projects and recorded with uh, Michael Nesbitt. And um, uh, lo and behold, we met because he lives in the Netherlands. Oh, cool. uh, After 25 years in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I ended up in his band. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So he he was also an uh, an influence, and that was uh, early two thousands. Is, is that about right? Um, I met him, I think, in two thousand and ten. Okay, all right. So you yeah. had already been recording a little bit as a as a solo artist. I think your debut record was in two thousand four, something like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd already been recording a little bit on your own before you met him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Made it to the States in 14? Yeah. 2014? Yeah, as a, on a solo in tour? 2000, 
I think uh, 2010 uh, was the last time. Um, that's a wonderful story. I've been with a with a mate of mine, a friend of mine, also singer songwriter, and uh, we played uh, in uh, uh, Massachusetts mm. uh, in Boston area um, for for ten days, and then uh, we wanted to to go back to the states because we enjoyed it so much. And a friend of ours had a email address of a guitarist in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hmm. And so we went there and I went back twice myself, um, found, my, found a whole uh, community of, uh, of musicians there. And they're all, uh, they don't call it Americana, but they call it Red Dirt Music. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that label. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. it's great. Yeah, yeah, great people and uh, and great musicians. Uh, I, I don't know if you know John Fulbright. Sure. Yep. And uh, Jesse Acock. Yeah, another name. And yeah. He, he was touring with uh, hardworking Americans, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and the the Woody Gut- Guthrie Fest. Uh, oh, yeah. In Okima. Yeah. 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 Did you so get I the... ended up in Go ahead. Huh? Yeah, so I ended up there. <laughs> Did you get to make uh record any music with those folks? Um I I did, yeah. I, I recorded with the bass player uh over there and uh the guitarist uh, whom whom I mentioned uh, uh Gene Williams he uh, he recorded three songs of mine. And I put them on my second album. Mm, okay. Yeah. Was were they part of uh, the the um, collective songwriters united? Tell me about that. Where did that come from? That you found? Oh, then yeah, there was with three other Dutch uh, singer songwriters. Okay. So back also yeah. yeah. So some one of them uh, thought. Uh, one of us thought um, it's easier to uh, attract more people. Uh, uh, when when it's four of you instead of uh, each on his own, yeah. Uh, so we combined uh, uh, forces, and um, and then we had a real neat formula. The one who was singing the song was the one who wrote it, and the rest just picked up any instrument to uh, play along. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that, that was really fun to do. And was that? Uh, did a recording project result from that, or was that something different? Uh, how long did that yeah, last? Yeah, we also um, lasted about three three years, I okay. think. So it was an ongoing thing. And uh, yeah, we started uh, we started doing a, a video uh, first a video concert and uh, on a DVD, and then uh, later we we made a CD. Mm, okay. And those yeah. were all originals that each one of you had a hand in creating. Yeah. 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 Instead of doing a songwriter in the round thing where everybody plays his own song and then the next one uh, taking turns, we, we just uh, thought it would be fun to form a band. And uh, each one of us uh, loved to do the drums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You, you never get to do that. Yeah. Right. As a singer. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and earlier then you mentioned that uh, of course you took advantage of the of the lockdown and and put together a new album, Song and Dance Man. Yeah. Is that right? Is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah. Tell me yes, about that's that. The title. 
Um, well, I figured it was time because um, the, the the third album uh, is from 2014, and uh, and in between I, I got drafted into Matthew Sudden Comfort with Ian Matthews, okay. and we recorded uh, two albums. I had another band that I did uh, three albums. Uh, we recorded, and uh, two of them were Christmas albums. Mm. Um, in uh, cooperation with uh, singer-songwriter uh, Carter Sampson from uh, uh, from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one with the Canadian singer-songwriter Oh Susanna from yeah from Canada. Mm. Uh, two Christmas albums, and then. We did two albums with uh, Matthew Sun Comfort, and then the pandemic uh, hit and lockdown started. Yeah. And uh, our second album, called The New Mind, just uh, vanished into uh, space. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole tour uh, in the UK and Germany and, and, and throughout Europe was, uh, was cancelled. Wow. So uh, with time on your hands, what else can you do than make another uh, solo album? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so these are all, again, uh, original songs. Um, Did you write them specifically for the project or are these songs that you've collected over the years that you decided to bring together for the project? Yeah, some some I I had already uh, over the years. Uh, There's a couple of old ones. There's uh, one or two that I wanted to uh, uh, record uh, for myself because I did them with uh, with another band mm-hmm. and nobody knew nobody knew they were mine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they fitted great into this project because uh, I went into the studio with the producer, who's an amazing uh, mandolin player and anything player really, multi instrumentalist Janos Kola. He produced the album, and uh, we both uh, figured it had to be as acoustic as possible. Uh-huh. And um, we got a bass player in with an upright bass, and uh, just in two two days we recorded sixteen songs. Wow! And we kept we kept twelve. Yeah, okay. and and uh, even some hints of bluegrass, right? Uh, a little bit further down the Americana Trail. Yes, true. Because uh, Janos has been the mandolin player he is, and uh, we got uh, Joost van S, who's an amazing uh, bluegrass uh, uh, fiddle player, uh-huh. and uh, so it touches on uh, on bluegrass. It's the, a bluegrass setting, yeah, yeah. And it came out when? When did it release? Uh, it re- got released in uh, November. Okay, and just uh, so it's. We're just starting with the album, really. Right, yeah. And it's did, only did, now, in uh, in we we played one show. We did one show uh, previous to the release in October, and then the album came out, and uh, we couldn't play anywhere because uh, everybody was back in lockdown right, again. Right, right, yeah. And only only now at the end of January, and it's uh, March now that that we can play again. So you're you're at, I wanted to ask. So you you're back out now finally, and and that's opening up for you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's starting. Yeah. yeah. What is what is the uh, spring and summer look like for you? 
with this album as a musician is it is it going to afford you opportunities to to take this music out to your fan base uh, yes, it 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 does. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, of uh, artists, obviously, who had their uh, shows cancelled and mm-hmm. rescheduled and rescheduled again. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hard for new uh, acts to uh, to get in. Um, but uh, in in summer we do uh, a few festivals in uh, in uh, Germany, in Austria. Uh, and uh, yeah, gigs are lining up again, so mm-hmm. it it looks better for the for the second half of this year. Are these songs recorded in the English language, or are they in the native tongue from where you are? No, they're not in Dutch. They're in they're in English. I, I write in English as uh, as long as I can remember, uh-huh. and uh, people often ask me why. Uh-huh. <laughs> That was my but, next question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. Um, it's uh, it's because when you you start listening to the radio when you're a, a little kid, uh-huh. and all you hear is English music. We didn't hear any Dutch music or hardly any. Interesting. And the music that we heard, uh, uh, being Dutch, was not very popular. It's for old people. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Yeah, but I think it's the same with, uh, you know, even from the Beatles on. They were listening to American music, and they were singing in American accents almost. Right. And, yeah, and uh, and obviously the Beatles was also my starting point, mm-hmm. realizing that those four guys were in a band together. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you you and and nine million other young men. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how a lot of bands are formed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So the album is out in November. It's uh, "Song and Dance Man," and it's available. How how can people uh, reach out to you? Listen to the music. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been released by uh, MIG uh, Records, uh, a label from Germany. And MIG stands for Made in Germany to make it easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think it's available uh, everywhere. All the streaming services. Uh, on streaming services, but also uh, in uh, uh, the, the the record shops. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a worldwide release, and uh, if if they can't if the people have trouble finding it you can also look for my uh, website and that is what that is www.ericdevries.info .info okay and, yeah. and they can contact you from your website yes and facebook and facebook yep okay yeah great <laughs> Well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate you telling us your story and uh, giving us a chance to uh, learn more about your your music and your background, and we certainly wish you well with it. Uh, Thank you very much, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 